Well, welcome to the Proper Podcast. This is Katie Taylor. I'll be your host for this week, and we have some brilliant show today. I have some fucking respect. We've got Katie Taylor on here. Who are you fucking laughing at? Now, welcome again, people, to the Proper Podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Thank you so much. We're going to try and be here most Thursdays from now on. If there's fuck all to talk about on the weekend, you may not see us, but most of the time we'll be here because there's normally something bubbling up in the old boxing world. And this week, we are going to be talking about Wood Warrington. What a blinding fight. We're going to be talking about what is going on with AJ. What is he playing at him in Edward? It's getting on our fucking nerves. And we've also got a little taster on KSI Fury. If you do switch off by that point, fair enough, because uh, it's not really our bag either. But we have got to talk about it because it is a pretty big fight, isn't it? Now, once again, I'm joined by the chaps. We've got Johnny B and we've got Kaya. How are we, Johnny B? I'm all good, mate. I'm looking forward to getting into it. I don't know if I could deal with Kaya for an hour because he's going to be very smug because he picked Wood. And I know we both picked Warrington, but... Let's see how long we can last. And Kaya, how are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. Don't worry. I'm not going to be too smug. Actually, I'll probably be a little bit smug, but I'll rein it in a little bit. But looking forward to the show, props. Looking forward to the show. Plenty to get our teeth stuck into again. Loads of things have happened this last week. So let's get it on, mate. Fantastic stuff. Right. Yes, let's get into the fight. So it was an absolute barnstormer, as Leewood fights normally are. Warrington, in my opinion, I thought he was absolutely brilliant for the duration. And then Leewood does what he does best. He does it every single fight. It's just absolutely incredible. The man is an absolute superstar. So, Johnny B, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the fight? I thought it was an amazing fight. I feel like uh, Warrington was incredible. I felt his transitions from the outside to get inside. Um, He was, you know, the volume of punches that he was throwing. Lee Wood didn't really have an answer for it. I felt Lee Wood was standing upright in the exchanges and he was getting caught. And I just, I thought that Warrington was going to win the fight on points. But, um, I I mean, Warrington was saying that there was a, you know, the point that was taken off him, it sort of changed the fight because he started to fight a little bit different. And obviously in that, exchange just after that he saw he got knocked out by Lee Wood but uh I thought Lee Wood's he's just he carries that power I don't know what they're feeding him in Nottingham but it's like shades of Carl Froch when you've got that equalizer like that's that's championship material that's like champion material so um yeah I mean I'll let Kaya come in like I feel like the stoppage was outrageous I feel like he got knocked down he got straight up with you know on the set uh, number two Walked to his corner. He shouldn't have turned his back on the uh, Michael Alexander, the referee. But um, he turned around on eight, looking at the ref, like, I'm ready to go here. The bell had gone. Like, look in his eyes and then just let him sit down, have a minute and then come out. So I feel like there should be more of a clamour for a rematch, especially the fact that Warrington was winning the fight handily. Um, And hopefully they get a rematch, but I doubt that's going to happen. But amazing fight. And that's what you get when you get two of the best in their weight division fighting. Kaya. Yeah, it was it was an incredible fight. Much much more one-sided than I think any of us would have thought before go, you know going into the fight. After watching what Lee Wood did to Maurizio Lara and you know the way he just worked behind the jab, kept his distance, his feet was great, and you kind of knew what Warrington was going to do. He was going to do what he did to Frampton really, sort of rush in, break the distance with speed, come in, flurry of punches and out he goes again. So I think the game plan was already there, the blueprint was there, but Lee Wood was terrible the first four or five rounds. He just, as you say, John, head up, didn't take his head off the line when he was throwing his jabs, even when he was throwing the backhand, just constantly head was on the line. And um, Warrington had the perfect antidote for it. They did their homework. 
they were lunging in with hooks. It weren't straight punches. It was hooks around the jab, hooks around the backhand. Because one thing Lee Wood does, it doesn't really throw too many shots from the outside. It's always straight and down the middle, especially in this fight. And um, yeah, they they really, they schooled him in the first five or six rounds. Absolutely schooled him. And obviously my prediction was Lee Wood um, late stoppage. Yeah, all right, mate. Uh, all right, that's enough for you now. Yeah. Right, go on, go on. What was you going to say? I was supposed bro? to put some dough on it and I totally forgot because I went around my fucking mum's house and had a few beers in the garden. It was hot day. I come back, forgot, I did, forgot to do the bet. And uh, yeah, it cost me a few do- bit, of, bit of dough as well. That was six to one with Sky Bet, round seven to 12. And um, I try not to be too smug. Because um, you know I've had a, I've got a few wrong over you know over the last couple of years, but I'm seem to be getting them right at the minute. So put some fucking respect on my name, boys. Put some fucking respect on my name, please. Did you say Zhang last time? No, that was that me. Was that me? Was it? Oh, that yeah, was that you. Was yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said Zhang on points, so you yeah. can pipe down. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, as I said, Lee Wood is just an absolute superstar. Imagine if he had a voice on him. As in, imagine if he went into press conferences and gave it the old, you fucking what, fuck off, and then just started an absolute riot. Oh, it'd just be mega, wouldn't he? Anyway, fight was outstanding. I thought I was so into it, absolutely loving it. Warrington done exactly what I thought he would do. He was boxing his head off. I could not work out for the life of me why Lee Wood was in Southpaw stance for most of it. I know. I could not Kept figure switching, that out. Didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he still was doing it like halfway into the fight, and I was thinking... This ain't working. Have you not fucking realised this yet? But uh, mm. there we are. Anyway, afterwards, I think um, Boxer Size Benny said that was their game plan. It was for some attacks that Warrington would have a Southpaw stance would um, decimate that. But apparently fucking not. Anyway. Got to put some respect on Ben Davison's name. Like, got it fucking wrong uh, in that fight, though. If it weren't for Lee Wood's equaliser, he'd all got... Lee Wood was getting peppered from pillar to post, mate. I don't think he got the game plan right at all. No. If, Lee, if Lee Wood, if yeah, but if Lee Wood didn't, yeah, if he didn't land those shots in the seventh round, Lee Wood was wavering as well. Don't forget, in towards the end of that fight, if Josh Warren don't get clipped the way he did, then who knows? Maybe he just goes and wins comfortably on points, and now he's world champion. I didn't touch on the, the stoppage uh, props. Yeah, stoppage, absolute bollocks. Everyone's going. He turned his back on him. The fucking bell went. What's he supposed to do? He's walking back to his corner. The only way he doesn't turn the back on him is if the ref sat in the fucking corner waiting for him to arrive there. He's got to, he's got to turn his back on the ref to walk to the corner, right? It was mm. a bit what it was a bit what the ref's behind him. The bell's gone. I'm walking to my corner. All right, you should really stand and face the ref. Fair enough, but he's a bit disorientated. You turn around, you walk into the corner. Mm. Everyone's going. He turned mm. his back mm. on him. It's true. You got to look a bit deeper yeah. than that. He's going to his fucking corner. So the only people that are in his corner are his fucking cornermen. Right, so naturally his back's going to be to the ref. That's the first thing. Second thing, yeah. bullshit stoppage. It's a world title fight. It is a world title fight. We, if it would have refs like that about, you wouldn't have had, you know, Castillo, Corrales, even uh, you know Gatti Ward. Both of them were wobbled quite badly in their fight. I know it was a he- it was a heavy knockdown. He did it. His head off the canvas, so that might have played a part in it. But Jordan Gill, the recent one, Jordan Gill, Guerfi. Now, if the ref would have been a bit too mm. eager, Jordan Gill wouldn't have won the European belt. You don't get these these brilliant fights with these types of fucking stupid refs, right? And also, the bell's gone, right? Everyone's spoken about it, so I'll say it as well, right? You give the fucker a minute. That's his, he's earned that minute. If, if the bell goes with five seconds to go, even three seconds to go, fair enough, call the fight off because you can hit one more, you can land one more shot, right? One more shot, that could be, that'd be ca- catastrophic. But the bell has gone. 
He sits down. You don't know if he clears his head or not. Nobody knows. He might come out the next round, tuck up for a couple of rounds, and who knows? Lee Wood don't fucking land that big, big shot. And then now he gets his fucking senses back and Josh Warrington goes on and becomes world champion and earns a fortune in his next fight. Bullshit decision. Absolute robbed him. I think that was the problem, though. The problem was the bell going. So at the time, I thought, oh, that's an okay stoppage. It didn't really bother me. And then when I watched it back and I saw the highlights and I saw how much Josh was complaining and I realised that the bell had gone and um, the referee was at eight when he turned around, I thought, oh, no, that's not a good stoppage. Um, and I do think he deserves a rematch. But I think the problem is with the bell going, the referee was looking at him mm. and obviously had his back to him. And he got to eight the referee, knowing that Josh had to sit down for a minute now and knowing that he had to, he would have had to come back out in the next round and Lee Wood could have battered him. I think the ref probably thought, I can't take the chance on this mm. because I don't know how, him having not turned around to see me. I don't know how badly dazed he is. So I think the ref had to make an absolute split decision, a very difficult decision at the time. You've got to give him a minute, though. Give him the fucking minute. How many fights does he officiate? That's an experienced referee. Like, but people are losing their mind in the corner, the fighters, there's chaos. But like, you're the guy, you're the guy in the middle of the ring that should be cool as a cucumber when that goes off. He should have realised. It's Josh Warrington as well. Like, he's former world champion. Like, you know he's a tough kid. Like He definitely should have waited for him to turn around, 100%. I'm not really standing up for the referee. I'm, I'm just trying to sort of see it from his point of view. I do think it was an early stoppage. I, I, I totally say that. But when he walked back to the corner, he was in a bad, bad way. He really was. So the referee's going off that walk back to the corner. Yeah, but that makes it worse because at the end of the day, right, uh, props, at the end of the day, he's not even looking at Warrington's eyes. So as you say, like he's just walking back to a corner. So if you can't see Warrington's face, you can't see his eyes. Know, but that's Warrington's fault. That's Warrington's yeah. fault, though, isn't it? That's what I say. It's confusing, though. You've got to take all this into consideration when the bell's just gone. It's like there's all things going off. He's just been knocked down. The bell's gone. What happens when the bell goes and you're a fighter? You walk back to your corner. It's like what Kaiser said. Just it's all mad. But quickly, let me say about Ben Davison. I was thinking as well, in the build-up with Ben Davison, I was thinking, why are they not making a mill? of Josh Warrington being a dirty fighter and coming in with his head. And looking at that fight, something you said earlier about like switching stance, I think they wanted Warrington to come in head down and that. And I think that was part of the play. Like they thought there's going to be an opening. We're going to get to him. We're going to, we want him coming in like that. I disagree. I disagree. I thought it was a terrible performance by Lee. It's about as bad as I've seen him. Yeah, it was, it was a bad performance. And Warrington was fantastic. Yeah, Warrington was brilliant. They're talking about Joe Cordina next. He can't do featherweight. Joe Cordina picks Lee Wood apart if he turns up like that. Oh, yeah. And and irons him out in the middle rounds. So let's talk about that then. So what's, what is next for him, right? I think um, for Lee Wood... I think it should be the rematch. And like you, Kaya, um, I think Joe Cordina would absolutely obliterate him. What, absolutely obliterate Wood? Yeah. yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't think, I don't see the point of, uh, this Lopez is a good fighter, but I don't see the point of that fight at the city ground. Do you know what I mean? It's not, you need, if you go into the city ground, you've got to have, you've got to have both men, you know, have some, have some big fans about them, haven't you? So um, I don't see the point of uh, Lopez. So mm. it's either going to be Cordina or Warrington, but I think you'd be mad to go in there with Cordina. I think it should be Warrington rematch. Yeah. I mean, it definitely packs out the arena. That, that fight ain't going nowhere, right? Warrington and uh, Woods. Just like the Wood Conlon, that ain't going nowhere. I think, like, move on to bigger, better things now. I think garping weight, you're draining yourself at the weight. That was plain to see in that fight. Fight Cordina. I know, like, I'm a massive Cordina fight. The geezer's amazing, right? But let's let's be real about things. I'm never massively rated 
Carl Froch on a technical level. I always thought George Groves was a better fighter than um, than Carl Froch. But Carl Froch had the equaliser. Tough, tough guy. You got to beat Carl Froch because he's going to come at you tenth round, eleventh round, twelfth round, and he'll clean your clocks out. So all I'm saying is. Don't be writing Lee Wood off against Cordina because Lee Wood, he will be there to the end in that fight. And if he if he isn't stopped by Cordina, he could easily knock Cordina out. Has he not shown you? Has he not demonstrated that power that he carries towards the end of the fight? He was losing that fight handily to Warrington as all it took was that one little split mistake. Does he carry that? Does he carry that going up in weight though? I think he does. I think that's natural power. I think that's natural power, that. I don't know. I'll see what happened in a Rakimov fight. Cordina, Rakimov. Cordina can take take punishment, mate. Rakimov was coming on strong in that fight. Really putting him on the back foot, pressurising him, landing clean. Rakimov don't hit as hard as Wood. Yeah, but, no, he don't hit as hard as Wood. Yeah, but, you know. Look, look. a lot of Wood, what Wood does as well is timing. It's, it's timing and, and power. The, the knockout of Josh Warrington, which you saw there, the way he timed it on the peak of his chin was was perfect. So there's a bit of both with Lee Wood, for sure, time and power. But does that carry up? We don't know. But my problem is I don't even think he gets to the point where he lands that shot because I think Joe Cordina is on another level to Lee Wood. I think he just picks him yeah. apart and stops him. Imagine that's Joe Cordina in there, not Joe Warren, uh, Josh Warrington. Uh, Josh Warrington, I think, is still fairly limited if you're going to compare him to... The skills yeah. of someone like Joe Cordina. Joe Cordina just has yeah. his way yeah. with Lee Wood. And I'm the biggest Lee Wood fan. I love Lee Wood. I think he deserves all the riches he gets. But that is that is not the best fight to make. I know Eddie just wants to fill out the arena. Or, you know, if you get Joe Cordina's Welsh lot and, you know, get over to Nottingham, you can probably do the city ground there. I don't think you can do the city ground with a Lopez or, nah. or Robsy Ramirez or, or shit like that. I don't think you can. I don't think it fills it out. It's perfect for Eddie and Matram as well, because Joe Cordina, as great as he is, you know, he's a world champion there, he's not massively known to the casuals and that. And this will put his name even firmer on the map. If he can go to the city ground, massive big fight. I don't know, could did you could they do that pay-per-view? Because it's like the world title is moving. Do you think? I think so. I would do it. I'd pay for it. If they stuck it on for us, if it was a score, cheeky little score, don't start putting 25s on it. Cheeky little score. I think most people will happily pay for that fight. If it's got a packed out undercard on the, underneath it, I think you'd pay for that fight. I'd pay for that at night entertainment. Yeah, needs a massive undercard. Needs a massive undercard. What do you reckon then, Props? Who's next? I'm on the train of um, a Warrington rematch. He didn't do enough in that fight for me to, to see him beating Cordina. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, again, it was a controversial stoppage. I think you'd be mad to do it any, anyone other than Warrington. And the other thing on the Cordina fight is Warrington was absolutely blasting him, right? And Warrington, all due respect to him, he's powder puff, right? He ain't got much in his power. Okay, you see that by his knockouts. He's only got, I think, eight knockouts in his 30 fights or so. They they were in the in the champions fight fights though. He's got a fucking headbutt on him, but he ain't got a punch. <laughs> he ain't got much of a punch on him. No, but I'm sad. Most of Warrington's early fights, he didn't knock people out. But, but when he become a world champion, all in all the in a lot of the big fights, he carries the power when it matters. That's all I'm saying. Against who? Uh Kiko took him out of there, didn't no, he? he had butted his he had butted his fucking what? head off. <laughs> Fucking what? He does anything to fucking protect Warrington, this greaser, man. Fucking Kiko. Uh, He's about 89 years old. Josh Warrington don't stop no one. He don't. He don't stop anyone. He he don't hit hard enough. Yeah. And um, he just don't. So the point is, the point is, all them all them punches that um, Warrington was throwing, you put them as Cordina punches. I think Lee Wood's going down multiple times. I think he's getting obliterated. Yeah. 
So yeah, Warrington rematch for me, Johnny Boy. Uh, yeah, Cordina, City Grand makes sense for the pair of them. P- perfect fight for the pair of them. Okay, moving on to the heavyweights. We love talking about the heavyweights, right? AJ, what the fuck is going on? I mean, what is going on? I've got to the point, right? I love Eddie. He's a pain in the ass. He does some stupid things. He says some stupid things. I love him, right? Still. <laughs> but I've got to the point now, I can't, I'm struggling to watch his interviews. And especially when I see in the title AJ, because it's just bollocks. It, there's never anything that he's saying, which is going to get me excited. It's always, everything seems to be moving backwards. This Wilder fight is just the most impossible fight to make. I mean, he's always struggled making fights with Wilder. So I just don't know anymore. And he's talking about, we've just seen today, the news has broke that Conor Ben and Eubank could be um, in the Emirates. Um, and AJ could possibly be on the undercard, as Eddie is talking. Now, first of Fucking all, I've hell. got to say, I can't believe that's ever going to happen. Could you imagine Frank Warren if AJ's on an undercard? Fucking hell, and Tyson. I mean, <laughs> imagine he, Fury. That, that just looks like he's gone completely backwards. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Kyle, we'll start with you. I mean, what is going on with AJ? Oh, mate. Yeah, listen, the last time I saw AJ, he was doing free kicks with David Beckham on Instagram. I'm like, what are you fucking doing, man? You're supposed to be a fighter. Like, who are you fighting next? <laughs> and it's it, it's coming. Look, you start thinking about it and you start going, okay, who's left in there for him to fight? The Dillian White one would have been great, but obviously Dillian's got his issues outside of the ring now, so that's not going to happen. And it, look, it really whittles down to probably one or two names, but the one that really jumps off the page is Zhang. Zhang's carrying a lot of juice at the minute in the heavyweight division after what he just did to Joe Joyce. You know, big audience in China. You can sell the fuck out of that fight. Uh, but it's just whether Eddie Hearn's prepared to put him in there with Zhang. And Frank's, Frank, again, he's played an absolute blinder signing him up. Eddie, yeah. Frank is brilliant. I, I, I love watching Frank videos at the minute. He, he looks like the cat that's got the fucking cream, isn't he? Every time he talks, he's got this smug look <laughs> on his face. Uh, he's class, old Frank. Frank he's got gone. a glow on him at the minute, hasn't oh, he? Yeah, he has, because he's, he's putting on he's putting on Fury Usyk. Obviously, if it happens, it happens. I'm thinking it will happen. Um, he's announced a good next-gen card as well with Denzel Bentley Denzel Bentley against Nathan Heaney. That's, that's a bit much for Nathan Heaney, sorry to say it. But, I mean, look, Frank in general, I think he's, you know, Matrim's still got the bigger stable. I think, you know, that's 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 obvious. But he's putting on some good fights, Frank. He has. He's, he's done it this year. And, you know, what, what's going on with Matrim and Joshua? And I think Eddie, Eddie and Joshua, I'll, I'll just finish it on this, John. I'll hand it over to you, right? They've got to start getting real about what this man's worth now. Like, when was the last time you turned the TV on and saw Joshua in an advert for anything? You just don't see it anymore. It's all fucking it's everyone else. Like it's, it's footballers. Bakaya Saka's got a lot of uh, sponsorship deals at the minute. Come on, you Arsenal. Anyway, so they just need to get real because... What happened in terms of what they were able to sell in the Jermaine Franklin fight should really just put a rocket up all their asses in Matrim and go, you know what, maybe Joshua's days as, a, as an advertising marketing machine is over until he gets a big win. And the only big win out there at the moment is Wilder. And the fuck knows what Wilder's doing in his life. He comes out as one fight last a, a, a round and he's fucked off again. We don't know what he's doing. And the other fight is Zang. He's a fucking singer now, Wilder. He's putting out all these fucking songs. He ain't making a fight. There isn't anyone else left, really, for him to fight unless he takes on a young buck like J- 
Jared Anderson and shocks the world because no one thinks he can beat Jared Anderson. Anyone, I don't know who Jared Anderson weren't even that great against Charles Martin either. So like, who is there left for Joshua? It's got to be the Zhang fight. They have to chase the Zhang fight, but Frank's got Zhang. So how do you fucking make that happen? All I see is brick brick walls in front of Joshua and Hearn at the minute. That's all I see. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's sort of their own fault, really, when you think about it, because you've got Eddie Hearn running around, flapping his gums, saying, oh, we've got the Wilder fight done. You know, we've got the Saudi money. The, the, everything's agreed, both sides. And then all of a sudden, Saudi pulled a the plug. Then they go towards Tyson Fury. They have the Yunganu fight. And then it seems like they're going to have the Usyk fight. So why have they left Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn? Why is uh, Turkey Ali Sheikh saying that, you know, the only guy I'm talking to is Frank Warren? But I'm looking at Anthony Joshua and I'm thinking to myself, maybe it's you. Maybe, like, mm. you're not the guy we all thought you was. Maybe the Saudis are looking at Anthony Joshua saying, we want entertainment. Like, let's be real. When he fought over there against Andy Ruiz, that was fucking boring. Mm. Stood on the outside, didn't he? Like a rabbit in the headlights. Didn't want to engage. Got to see what happened to Anthony Joshua against Andy Ruiz. Obviously, he took a risk when Andy Ruiz went down. Then he got battered for whatever, eight or nine rounds. So we've all said it. He's tentative. He's a bit gun-shy. So anyway, so when he's out there in the second fight against Ruiz, maybe they're looking at him thinking, it's not that exciting against Usyk. Get in the ring. How many times in both those fights against Usyk that we all start shouting... Put it on him, rough him up, you know, rough tactics. Like, you're the bigger man, stronger man. But he tried to fight like the most gifted boxer anyone's ever seen. Tried to, like, box with him when you should have just had a fight with him. Then he say, like, after that, goes and fights Franklin. Boring, tentative, stayed on the outside. Like, Franklin was trying to make that a fight. Then Hellenius, boring. You were saying, Kai, you know, you nearly fell asleep watching it mm. on the outside. So maybe the Saudis are looking and saying, you know what, I ain't paying for this. Yeah. So, like, where are we with Anthony Joshua now? So then we go back to, like, who's he going to fight? Like, the, the the fans are dwindling. dwindling. He's not selling out no Wembleys and Principality Stadiums. No. But Can't sell out the O2, flock. John. Can't sell out the O2. But fans will flock to watch fighters that are entertaining. And at the end of the day, it feels like, feels like he signed a £100 million deal with the zone. And it wasn't just to be a fighter for the zone. It's like he's the global ambassador for the zone. And he, you know, he's part of whatever the strategy and business for the zone. So is it like they just giving him loads of more tick over fights? Because it seems like that's what we're going to get in December. And I don't trust anything that Eddie Hearn says anymore. Like the whole Conor Ben thing, the Chris Eubank Jr. thing. I don't trust anything he says anymore. And I'm like you, props. Like whenever I used to watch Eddie Hearn, I used to love all his, his interviews. But now I can't even hardly watch him. So I just think like, well, I don't. What's that saying? Lie to me once. That's on you. Lie to me twice. That's on me. Lie to me three times. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You know what the thing is. You're a cunt. Lie to me three times. You're a cunt. Yeah, well, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. But um, so at the moment, oh, is he going to be this one? Is he going to be that one? They're just going to slip in a fringe fighter in December. Nothing to see here. But what's funny is that Frank Warren's walking around saying that Anthony, um, Eddie Hearn's in the recycling business with Anthony Joshua and... He, all he's got to worry about is what opponent he's going to get that's going to satisfy the builders, which I thought was a great line they come <laughs> out with the other day. He's fucking on fire, already. So it's just a mess. It's just an absolute mess. Frank's on fire at the minute. What, what did he say the other day? He went, who gives a flying toss what bell you fucking thinks? <laughs> oh, fucking, I love him, man. Um, right, so if you are, I'll tell you what, I'll say this now. I think um, 
I think Frank is rubbing his hands, right? Thinking, I am. Uh, it's hard for Eddie and Frank to put a fight together, but I think Frank will be thinking, no, you can have Zhang. Joshua, mate, you can have Zhang. I am more than willing to make that fight because one, mm. I think Zhang will smash you to pieces. And two, like with all due respect, I think he'll be thinking, I'm not fussed what happens to Zhang. I've got Tyson Fury, I've got Danny DeBar, I've got loads of other upcomings. He's got all the heavyweights. Yeah, true. Um, and I've, Good point. I want to ask is, John, you're Eddie Earn. What do you do with Joshua right now? Well, look, while, while the fight is the fight they have to make, that's, that's, that's the big fight, and that can put him right back in there with contention. He's number two rated. Uh, Zhang is four, right? He's, he's, he's ranked number four. That's the fight. That's the one. That's let's go. Like, he's built his profile up over his Zhang. There's obviously big money over in China with, like, pay-per-view and stuff like that. I think that shows everything that we need to know about Anthony Joshua and Eddie Earl and Matram and where they are if they go and take the Zhang fight. Parker's ranked number five. No one wants to see that fight. Hergovic, if Tyson Fury's going to fight Usyk in a rematch, then all of a sudden they'll have to drop the IBF belt. Then they can, Anthony Joshua and Hergovic can fight for a um, vacant belt. Um, but he's probably going to have to have a fight before that. Um, and Jared Anderson, that does nothing for Anthony Joshua. Joe Joyce does nothing. He's never going to fight What about Frank the Ruiz Sanchez. trilogy, boys? Uh, I think they. I don't know. I was going to say Otto Wallin is ranked number ten. I would. I would rate him if he fought Otto Wallin because Otto Wallin just beat Gassiev, and I think that that's aged quite well. Gassiev's about three times smaller than him, though. But yeah, listen, it's 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 look for me. It's it's Wallin, Wallin because of the Southpaw element. Even though that doesn't mean anything anymore, because he's not going to fight Usyk again, um, or the Ruiz Junior uh, third fight. That's got a bit of jeopardy in it because he's ironed them out before. And, you know, Andy Ruiz still brings some clout to the ring, some element of clout. Um, and he's got that big Mexican audience, so he can still sell it in terms of it, uh, you know, this commercial value. So, but other than that, yeah, you're fucking struggling. Yeah, he ain't look, he ain't look the man he used to be either. Uh, he's got to stop sticking Donna kebabs down his neck. <laughs> Right, so um, yeah, I think um, we all want the Wilder fight. I, I just, it's not going to happen, man. It's just not going to happen. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's Wilder's side. I don't know if it's Eddie's side. Fuck knows. But um, for me, Zhang, I'd love to see Zhang, and I think that's the most obvious fight to make because it's a great fight for one. Um, Zhang's earned earned that spot. He's probably in near enough the same position as AJ. Any, I mean, considering mm-hmm. AJ's gone backwards from the Usyk fights. Uh, Zhang's come through beating Joe Joyce who was originally in sort of fourth position so that fight is an equal fight really in a way not in terms of split and whatnot but um, I think that's a perfect fight to make Ruiz yeah it's not too bad I don't know how exciting it is because Ruiz has been a bit of a no-show the past few years hasn't he yeah he's, he ain't yeah. really been exciting um if it's not Wilder, then then Zhang, 100%. You're struggling, aren't you? But what we will get will be Caballel. That's what we will get. Yeah, or fucking... Yeah, Caballel or um, Dave Allen. I'll take Bacoli as well, by the way. I'll throw his name in the mix. He won't fight Bacoli. I don't think he fights Bacoli. Do you think he'll ever be a world champion, Kai? Again? At the moment, I'd have to put my hand on my heart and just put all my fucking... All, all the stuff I've said about AJ to one side, I've, I've honestly, I've defended that man in, in the face of all sorts of abuse over the years. And I've got to say, hand on heart, it is highly unlikely. Unless you can go in there and just do a number on someone like Zhang, who's 41 years old, even that, what does that do for him? You know, is that, does that prepare him for a Fury or a third Usyk fight? It would have to, it would have to be a no. So um, at the moment, you'd have to say no. John? 
yeah, he, I mean, I, I think it's just written. I think he's basically he's going to fight Caballel probably at Christmas. And as you say, it's just how does Eddie Hearn sell it, sell it to the builders? <laughs> oh, you know, can't deal with Zane because of Warren. Wilder don't want to know. He only fights once a year. He'll give us a long load of lists. You know, I'm the greatest promoter, yada, yada, yada. And then he'll slip us Caballel. He beats Caballel. And then um, if, if Fury and Usyk have got two fights with each other, he will fight... Um, Hergovic for a vacant IBF belt, belt and he beats Hergovic. I'm not impressed with Hergovic at all. So he becomes a world champion. Who champ. beats Hergovic? Joshua. Anthony Joshua. He beats Hergovic in March or something like that. And then by the time Usyk Fury have their uh, fight in the summer, the second fight, the winner out of those two, he'll fight and it'll be like a unification because he'll have the IBF belt. I think that's the plan for him. All right. Uh, hold on. So does Joshua beat Zhang? Probably not. Probably not. He beats Hergovic. But Hergovic just beat Zhang. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, it was close though. He didn't. Could go either way. I didn't. I don't think. But I just styles make fights. I just think that um, Hergovic was straight one two down the middle. It'd be less of a problem than a southpaw like Zhang for Anthony Joshua. He's not had much luck against southpaws, has he? Airy muff. Uh, yeah, for me, I think the old Zhang fight is the one to do. I don't see any point of the other ones really. And um, in regards to him becoming a world champion, it's a long way back, and I think. Um, by the time Fury and Usyk have fought, whoever emerges the winner there, I don't see him beating the winner anyway. He'll need the belts to be fragmented. 100%. And then come over to Hergovic's side for him to beat Hergovic. Mm. Um, that's the only way for me. Yeah. Okay, then. KSI versus Tommy Fury. Oh, fucking hell. How the fucking hell did it come to this anyway? Miss Tits. They have been going from strength to strength and they come up with <laughs> they come up with this absolute barnstormer in terms of how many eyeballs it brings to the fight, how many people are interested, the age, age ranges. It is pretty phenomenal. And you look at the numbers, they're just unbelievable. The face-off, I think it was four and a half million views on the face-off compared to, I've done this in a little video, but compared to like Wood Warrington, who got about 70K on the old face-off, you know what I mean? They're getting five million, nearly five million on the face-off. Five million for the old Dylan Dennis and uh, Paul Logan, whatever his fucking name is, that bellend who done the old crypto scam. Um, so yeah, it's just unbelievable numbers. What And it's just amazing what they're doing, to be fair. So... But what I want to know is, you two are hardcore boxing fans, so I want to know here and now, Johnny B, will you be watching? Does it tickle your pickle? It tickles my pickle. I will be watching it. I um, I feel like they've done an amazing job, and I won't be. I'm not interested in any of the other fights on the uh, on the Misfits show. But like KSI, you got to give him credit. He's an amazing human being for what he's been able to achieve. Is unbelievable, right? The influence that he has. But the guy is just absolutely deluded. I wonder, has he just got too many yes men around him, like in the gym when he's training? And people want to be connected to him because they want his influence. He, they want him to mention his name in, in videos and stuff like that. I noticed AJ said that the KSI fight against Tommy Fury is a 50-50. Even George Groves. Now, I'm not sure about George Groves because he's one of my favourite fighters, George Groves. Like, I love the guy, right? But... I don't know, is he like talking to Carl Frotch too much and he's becoming a bit of a troll? But he was saying that KSI, he's got moves, he's got like a really powerful overhand right and like he thinks that Tommy Fury could lose the fight 
And he was saying that like Tommy Fury's ain't even a boxer, he's more of a YouTuber. But I think he might have been trolling there when he said something like that. But I'm just thinking... No, do you know what? Do you know what, right? I, I, I'll just say it. I think there's a bit of beef between George Groves and Fury, right? Because he'd done an interview the other day. He said, oh, that was amazing what he'd done against Klitschko in Germany. And, uh, you know, uh, he absolutely... Uh, blew us all away. We didn't expect it, and then he went. But he tested positive not not too long after. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, so I think there's a bit of um, yeah, it's fucking true. I think there was a bit of beef there between um, between the old Furies and George Groves. Um, so I think that might be why he's saying it. But there's a bit of, there's a bit of truth in the fact that Tommy Fury is a YouTube fighter or a YouTuber more than a, a boxer because this is the route he's going down. But I think good luck to him. But in what I know about boxing, when I look at Tommy Fury fight, the guy can fight. Is he going to win the British title? Probably not, but he, he can fight. He is a boxer. You can tell he's, he's, he's fought by the way he moves around the ring and he throws his punches. KSI, to me, he just looks like he's come straight from the Witherspoons. He's going to get in the ring. I'll give him 0.5% chance of beating Tommy Fury. I expect him to get knocked out. I'm going to pay to watch it. I'm going to pay to watch it because I'd like to see him get knocked out. It just irritates me for some reason. Be happy to see him get knocked out. Um, are we going to talk about uh, Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis? We can do that after. Do you want me to throw this over? Because I've got something to say about Dylan Dennis. Oh, go on, crack on, mate. You're on your flow there. Just crack on, go on. So uh, basically, Dylan Dennis says to this guy is the ultimate troll. And this is the thing with like boxing, like, We've got to learn from these YouTubers, right? As in, how do we make boxing more entertaining? We sounded about Lee Wood earlier. Like, uh, Lee Wood should be a superstar for the stuff that he's done in the ring, but he's not, and he's not obviously earning the money that some of these YouTubers are. But how far do you go that side of things, like the way the YouTubers are? Like, there is a threshold. So I'm going to ask you two this question. So, like, Dylan Dennis, he's been trolling Logan Paul nonstop about his fiance Nina her name is that's what I can I can't remember her second name Nina pictures of her with all these different guys and like fake pictures as well where like Dylan Dennis is behind her doing you know what so all of these pictures non-stop non-stop uh, on social media some people are saying he's gone too far Logan Paul is now suing Dylan Dennis over this so like this is is this part of the trash talk building up to a fight like the amount of shit he's been saying about his fiance is unbelievable, unprecedented. I've never seen anything like this in the fight game. So I'm just interested to see if Dylan Dennis gets in that ring with Logan Paul and after talking all that shit about your fiance, he not only does that, he goes in and knocks you out. That's for me a little bit wow. But does Logan Paul get his revenge and knock him out? What do you think in terms of there's got to be a threshold of how far you go in boxing? But Logan Paul is suing Dylan Dennis for this. Do you agree with that? Because I've got my opinion on that. I'll tell you after whether I think he should be doing that or not. Do you agree? Um, should he be suing him? Probably not. I don't think anyone really wins when someone sues somebody. I think it's a big, long, drawn-out process. You know, someone loses loses money. The other one loses a bunch of fucking days in court. And it's, well, you know, I don't, I don't think he's going to go through with it. Is he really going to go through it? Maybe he's going to sue him for his purse. Maybe he's going to beat him up and then take his purse off him so he'd done all that for nothing. <laughs> Look, what do I think about the misfits, right? I'm go- am I going to pay for it? Yes, I am. I'm going to pay for it as well. And before you all switch off and go, you cunts, I've got a 12-year-old son. Hey, you reel out your son every week, didn't uh, you? We're not- <laughs> yeah, I'll do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'll do. I'll blame him. And you know what? Can they fight? Are they boxers? Yeah, they're boxers. They're boxers in the same way of 4-0 
prospect as a boxer in the same way when Eddie Earn and Frank Warren bring over these fucking bin men from Eastern Europe that can't fight to save their lives in the same way that they're boxers. These are boxers. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Salt Pappy, if you've ever seen him fight, decent fighter. Too many fucking uh, donuts he's had in his life, but not anymore. decent fighter. Oh, he's slimmed down, actually. I don't know. Um, Logan Paul, not too bad. Not too shabby. Jake Paul, certainly a boxer for me, in my opinion. You know, 100%. Not a very good one, but he's a boxer. Do I want to watch it? Yeah, the same way I want to watch it. If I open up my window now to my left and two geezers are kicking off outside, I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it until someone's conco on the floor. So am I going to watch it as a spot, as an event? Absolutely, I'm going to watch it. Do they provide entertainment? Absolutely. Does it go too far? Yes. Does some of what they do, should we sprinkle some of what they do onto proper boxing Absolutely. All this hugging each other. Oh, I love him. He's great. He's a great fighter. And oh, fucking bore me later. Oh, and we no. want to see oh, no. beef. I remember Ricardo Mayorga when he slapped, was it uh, Shane Mosley's wife on the arse? Yeah, a little bit far, that one. Do you remember that? <laughs> I know it's going a bit far, but it, it, this, this shit used to happen in boxing. You know, they used to go too far sometimes. But as a, as a byproduct of that, we're all hooked. There was a pay per view. We're fucking buying it. Do you know what I mean? This is the thing. That's what I'm saying. So sprinkle that on there. This is the thing. This is the thing with Dylan Dennis has made this fight more interesting now because of the stuff he's done. So this is part of the promotion. So the money that Logan Paul and uh, Dylan Dennis is going to make from this fight is more than ever. It's like, and this, I think Dylan Dennis is saying like, you're a pussy and your wife and your fiance is a pussy for like pursuing him. But it's like, when uh, McGregor said stuff about Khabib's family, Khabib didn't uh, try and sue him. When he threw that thing at the bus, McGregor, they didn't try and sue him. When, like, Khabib's team beat McGregor up in the octagon after, he didn't sue him. When Holyfield mm. bit Mike Tyson's ear off, um, yeah. Mike Tyson bit Holyfield's ear off, he didn't sue him. It's like, these are fighters. And I think, like, this mm. Logan Paul, I don't think you're a fighter. Like, if he carries on after the fight, I, I, I think that's a bit out of order. But it's part of the fight game. Leading up to fight, shit gets said, tables get thrown, deal with it. Get in the ring. You know, and and, and then solve solve the uh, the problem. But um, yeah, I don't know. By the way, mate, Logan Paul can't fight at all, mate. None of them can. The only one that can actually fight, I think, is uh, is Jake Paul. He's a decent little fighter, in my opinion. But and Tommy Fury. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he is. He has been nurtured as a boxer, any Tommy. So, um, well, no, no, I'm not saying he's a phenomenal boxer. I'm just saying he has been nurtured as a boxer. And yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Kai. The fact, like, if there was two people all fucking bashing each other outside the window, I'd be watching. And this, I shall be watching. It has grabbed me attention a little bit. I can't lie. Um, I'm interested in the sense that KSI is a bit of a whopper. And uh, it'll be interesting if he does get humbled. Tommy Fury has got a big mouth on him as well. And um, yeah, I just, um, I ain't got any ties on who I want to win and whatnot, but I'm interested to see how they both deal with it in there. Is Tommy Fury a half decent boxer? Is KSI absolutely terrible? We're about to find out. So um, yeah, it has grabbed my attention. The war, the war of words has, has been. I've watched some of it, and uh, yeah, no, it has been quite interesting. Uh, who does your Who does your uh, son want to win, uh, Kaya? Out of out of that KSI. I uh, see. I would love to see KSI get knocked out. How about Dylan Dennis and Paul? Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm like you, mate. I want to see K, KSI get punched on that big shiny forehead and just get sparked out. I'd love that. I'd love nothing more. <laughs> And just to shut him up, oh, I'm, I'm great. 
I'm great. I'll be Canelo. <laughs> I'd love nothing more than to shut him up. Yeah, I, 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 I need I need KSI to be knocked out for that reason as well. It's just too much, man. He needs to wind his neck right in. Oh, mate. And it, it, Tommy Fury, I don't mind. I watched that home with the Furies. I quite warm to Tommy Fury. Um, you know, he's got he's got a fucking sort of a bird. You know, he's he's earning his money. He wants to go into film uh, films after this. Tommy's not an idiot. He knows he's never going to win any type of belt. Not even the Southern Area belt. So he's he's added off. He's making his 10 million, 15 million from two fights. He'll probably go and fight Jake Paul again after this in the rematch and earn another five. Then KSI again and earn another five. Then go do movies. Probably got a big cock and all the geezer. Like, just good luck to him, man. I like Tom, I like Tommy Fury. I, I've got nothing wrong with Tommy Fury, as far as I'm concerned. Like, all the people that hate on him are just fucking haters. But KSI is irritating. The the boy is just irritating. Maybe it's my age. My son loves him, but I can't bear the guy. I can't yeah. bear it. I'll tell you what, it's been a bit harsh what that Dillian Dennis has done to Logan Paul's uh, missus. It, is, it has been a bit harsh. I've laughed at some of it, but it has been a bit harsh. However, if Dillian knocks him out, I'll be fucking over the moon because that fucker is a bellend. Yeah. He is a <laughs> bellend, right? The old crypto zoo scam. Ah, oh, he's awful, man. He's been doing it for years, this sort of stuff. He's terrible, man. So if he gets knocked Spark out, oh, she'll be a happy fucking man. Yeah, mate. It is what it is. But uh, thank you for everyone who joined us today. And, uh, yeah, we absolutely love you. As we say, we shall be here most Thursdays. And um, we shall be giving you everything straight from the hip. And we do hope you enjoy it. All right. And uh, on my Instagram, this is proper. Feel free to let us know any topics you would like us to talk about or any questions you would like answered. And we shall endeavour to answer them and give you what you want. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. (laughs) 